this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Okay, welcome to what would have been episode 55, but looks like what will now be episode 56 of So Do We Still Like This, uh, the live episode. Looks like it will be going up, so I hope everyone enjoyed slash... No, it'd be enjoyed. Past tense. Unless you haven't listened yet, then you can still enjoy it. Um, I'm in double figures of requests for that episode already. Double figures? Is it all well, people who were there? Two. Wow. <laughs> That's sad wordplay. <laughs> oh, I'm just depressed. It's also sad and stolen wordplay. I'm pretty sure that appears in Flight of the Concords or somewhere. Oh, yeah, that sounds right, too. I can picture their accents saying that joke. So not only sad, but unoriginal. <laughs> Welcome to So Do We Still Like This? As the critics are, the show the critics are calling sad and unoriginal. <laughs> uh, Rob's here. Yep. As you have ascertained. That's the word, right? Yeah, it's a good word. Yeah, and Rob finally gets to flex his wrestling knowledge, flex also being something wrestlers do, so that's also some pretty good wordplay there, but also probably unoriginal. Uh, Because we watched 1989's No Holds Barred, Mm -hmm. which is a Hulk Hogan movie that made no money and no one liked. I've been wanting to see this for the longest time. (laughs) This was the the video, well, actually, I I should establish that I was confused about what this was. I mixed up the movie with the pay-per-view event of the same name. Uh, Which is a bonus feature on the Blu-ray, I believe. Or at least, like, the tag team match with Zeus, Hogan, Savage, and a fourth dude. A fourth dude? Brutus the Barber Beefcake. That guy, yeah. I love that guy when I was a kid. a bonus feature on the (laughs) Blu-ray. And I started watching it, and then ten minutes in, they finally started the match. It's like, oh, God. Isn't it in a steel cage as well? That sounds right. There was two bonus feature matches with Zeus. Because they really tried, I guess, to promote this movie through also what was then the WWF. Yeah. By bringing the fictional villain of the movie, Zeus, into the WWF to fight. But here's the problem, and I think we talked about this before. The actor, Tony Lister Jr., I think it's Jr., playing Zeus, not a wrestler. No. No, not remotely. And if he had been even slightly adept at wrestling, I think his character would have worked really well in the WWF. Yeah. Uh... Okay, so sorry, you were saying you I was saying it was it was on the shelf at the video store, but it was always slightly above all of the rest, and I didn't really know what that meant, apart from that it meant my granddad said, No, you cannot you cannot watch this one. It's got an eighteen label on it. Eighteen? I think so, yeah. It definitely was at an age that was uh, not appropriate for me. We have a fifteen rating in the UK as well, so maybe it was that. It must have been. I can't see anything that would have landed at an eighteen. Well, maybe. Uh for me. I just, I don't know, I feel like there was a period where I watched all of Hulk Hogan's movies when I was like eight or nine. <laughs> so I saw this and Suburban Commando and Mr. Nanny. Uh, Suburban Commando, the trailer played before a VHS tape I used to watch a lot. So probably like Three Ninjas or Encino Man. And I still remember it weirdly well. And at the time I was like, this looks hilarious. And then I remember my mom finally rented it for me. She's like, how was it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I, um, I I think I've seen both of those, but I don't really have any actual memories of either of those movies. So. And also he did a Christmas movie called Santa with Muscles. I don't know that one. That's <laughs> yeah, about Santa, but he's got muscles. <laughs> he's played by Hulk Hogan. Yeah. We can maybe do that as a Christmas episode, except I've never seen it, and I'm sure no one liked it. So Yeah, ugh. not really how this works. Yeah, so I saw No Holds Barred as a kid. I don't remember disliking it or liking it and then i rewatched it maybe seven or eight years ago and it was like the most fun i have ever had watching a movie oh. not because it's good you were so drunk but it was when i was working from home <laughs> so it's just me by myself like this is the best this is so much better than work <laughs> uh so no holds barred uh stars hulk hogan playing hulk hogan but they've changed his character's name to rip but it's just Hulk yeah, Hogan. Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, they changed his colors as well. He's not wearing the, the typical red and yellow. No, that's true. He's not a real American. He's not, not using that theme tune. No. 
Um, Although he is using a theme tune that was quite interesting to me. It was kind of a hybrid of like the Ultimate Warriors theme tune with a little bit of Hogan and a little bit of Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Uh, I think it was written by the guy who was writing all of the WWF themes at that time. Probably. Yeah. And uh, his, his slogan is, rip em up or rip em. Gonna rip em. Was his name just Rip? Did he have a surname? I don't think they ever gave him a surname. I think he was always just Rip. I always go to Rip Taylor, but that's that's a real dude. That's huh. a guy who exists and is in Wayne's World 2 and is a comedian? Oh. Uh, or Rip Torn. Rip Torn, rest yeah, in, yeah, Rest yeah. in peace, Rip Torn. Yeah. Um, so Hulk Hogan is Rip. Uh, WWF, like it's still the WWF, so just swap out Hulk Hogan for Rip. He's the WWF champion uh, and... God, where do you even start? So, the villain of the piece. The... I, I don't think you can start with the villain. Okay, depending on which right. villain you're about to talk about. Well, there's two. there's two. So, the, the, there's not much of a plot, really. Uh, I guess we can start while talking about Rip. The question of, can Hulk Hogan act? Hulk Hogan has two speeds in this movie. Mm-hmm. Speed one is just ferocious, feral growling. I would say 40% of Hulk Hogan's dialogue in this movie is... Yeah, pretty much. Even in scenarios where he's not wrestling. (laughs) Uh, And his other speed is really phonetic, calm. Like, he's really trying to get the words from the script right. Very enunciated. Like, well, I don't know about that. But what I do know... Like, right? Yeah, this sounds like his wrestling style. So okay. Hulk Hogan matches would typically start with him just punching guys, but, you know, not not like fast jabs. It would be big blow, couple of seconds rest, another big blow, couple of seconds rest, boot to the midriff, couple of seconds rest. But then usually what would happen is the opponent would start to wear him down, would get him in a headlock or a chokehold or something, and then he would start hulking up. So when he hulks up, he starts to, like, shake and quiver uh, and shaking his uh, head, and he's like... Rrr, rrr, rrr. And then, yeah, cue finishing, Jesse, finishing does, sequence does, every time. Does Jesse Ventura then just start doing, Oh, he's hulking up! He's got a puke! <laughs> I think you're confusing Jesse Ventura yeah, that was with... Vince, uh, the one thing I know about Vince McMahon, once again. <laughs> he's got a puke! Yeah. Um, yeah, you can you can definitely see how Vince McMahon was the executive producer yeah. on this movie. So apparently, he and Hulk Hogan spent seventy two coke fueled hours rewriting the script that an <laughs> actual scriptwriter had written. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> submitted it, and they were like, "Oh, this is garbage. We need coke, barbecue chips, and a lot of tequila." And they just hold up for seventy two hours, didn't sleep, came out, and said, "We did it." And then we got this movie. The script was so bad that I don't even have any examples of standout lines that were so bad. Like, you know, the sort of so bad it's good. There was nothing like that. It was just trash. I have a few. Really? Um, Teeny Wangers definitely stands out. Uh, Hulk Hogan's one-liner after cramming a check into someone's mouth is, I won't be here when that clears, which I don't even think makes sense. There was that one line actually about a dookie. Yeah, so that's the main scene that even if you haven't seen this movie, people seem to know about. Oh, I didn't know about this yeah, one Yeah, I knew about that one. Between seeing it as a kid and seeing it as an adult, I still saw that scene kind of make the rounds. That's. <laughs> I feel it's not quite at the level of, like, they're eating her and then they're going to eat me. Oh, my God. Do you know that one? No. Uh, Troll 2. Oh. <laughs> or Garbage Day, which is also worth looking up. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. Mm-hmm. A man is taking out the garbage, and the villain just sees him and goes, Garbage day! And then shoots him in the stomach. Oh, nice. For no reason. Spoilers. It's fantastic. So, Rip is a major ratings draw on his network, and a competing network run by Kurt Fuller, who we recently saw in Ghostbusters 2, and I think mentioned, you gotta see his work in No Holds Barred. Yeah, it also came up that he was in Wayne's World, so that's yes. the second time we'll mention that in this. Uh, yes, so Kurt Fuller is the head of, I forget the name of the network, like W-E-N or something. Yeah, World Some Nonsense. Yeah, maybe. so he is the new head of this network, and Kurt Fuller plays it, or it was written as, or both, a Bond villain, basically. He doesn't have the, 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 the sort of calm persona that a Bond no, usually starts out with. because Kurt Fuller is dialed up to 50 yeah. from scene one. Would you say that his acting in this movie is better or worse than Hulk Hogan's? I mean, it's bad, but for a very different reason. <laughs> Whereas Hulk Hogan is on the side going, you know, this is a very nice restaurant, and I like to come here a lot. The most important thing to rip 
This is charity work. On the other side, you have Kurt Fuller going, I need you to go over there and get that jockass. He always calls Hulk Hogan jockass. It's his go-to insult. Yeah. I like the fact that the first scene with Kurt Fuller is him and a bunch of executives sat watching a wrestling match as if it's real. Yeah. And then I remembered that in the late 80s, that was still kind of the public yep. perception about this whole game. Yep. People thought Hulk Hogan was actually losing or winning matches. Yep. I'm sure people still think that about modern wrestling. No, there's no way now. I, uh, I think people see it for the art that it is. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's go on the record. Neither of us, Rob is a big fan, and me is, are going to criticize that wrestling being fake somehow minimizes the sport. <laughs> it still seems ridiculous. Yeah, fa- fake is a word that wrestling fans rail against. Staged, because, right? Is that yeah, what they like? Yeah, exactly. Because these people are still putting themselves through an awful lot of trauma yeah. that day-to-day people are not. I, mean, I saw Beyond the Mat, yeah. as we have established, with He's Gonna Puke. Yeah. So, Kurt Fuller, I, what's his, he's got a weird character name. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. But Kurt Fuller, that's what we'll keep calling him, because he deserves the respect. Wads rip on his network, because he sees, like, rip when he's on the air on that other network, we're getting crushed. So, from moment one, he's, like, holding a boardroom meeting, and it's like that scene at Austin Powers where everyone's all tense, because any moment he might <laughs> flip the switch and yep. their chair will go down in flames. Yep. Everyone at this boardroom... All it is is a pitch meeting to pitch ideas, but everyone is very tense, very on edge. The room is very silent. And does he, there's one woman, he's like, the first person he calls on, he's like, you survived my purge. Let's hear it. It's like, what about a, I thought maybe we'd do a sitcom. And I assume then he fires her, but I wasn't sure because he tells her to, quote, take, take a leak. leak. <laughs> yeah. So I... my wife was watching, she's like, is he telling her straight up to go to the bathroom or is she fired? And I wasn't sure. No, I'm not sure either. She didn't reappear, so probably She gathered her stuff, like the stuff she had with her, but she might have just left the meeting. Mm -hmm. And then I'll never, like, he just walks around silently and then does this exaggerated point to another, like, what about you? (laughs) What if we did maybe a game show? But no, he wants Rip, and Rip comes in, and he's immediately antagonistic towards Rip. Uh, Yeah, keeps calling him jockass, and then it leads to my favorite. So he brings Rip in, and Rip... Maybe my favorite part of this whole movie is when he's telling his, in that boardroom scene, like, oh, I, I want Rip. I want Rip in here. I know he's with another contract, and I, I know he's given his word. And then a guy stands up and as serious as possible goes, well, Mr. Kurt Fuller, I've, I, no disrespect, but I've heard that Rip's word is his bond. That's a uh, thing the character of Rip is known for, yeah. his word being his bond. Yeah, don't, don't, tell us. Don't show us. Just yeah. tell us, because we definitely don't see that. This movie is so determined to make Hulk Hogan look like an amazing guy. Like, again, he's playing Rip, but it's Hulk Hogan. Which is why they might as well just go for it and have him be Hulk Hogan and yeah. put him in the red and yellow. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, everyone loves him. He goes to fancy restaurants and loves high-end food. And everyone is like, oh, Rip, I'm so happy you're here. And he thwarts a sudden robbery, which we'll get to. <laughs> and uh, he does like, oh, I love my charity work. So we see him working with kids. And he's like, my word is my bond. And he won't take this greedy asshole's money because, you know, I told I'm with this other network and I stay true to my word. Like, just so going over the top to be like, isn't he the best? Isn't Hulk Hogan the best? And yet, they, like I said, they don't use his branding. They don't let him use nope. his actual in-ring moves. Nope. There's no leg drop finisher. No, he does. I forget his finishing it's moves. It's the double axe handle. That's not anyone's finishing move as far as I can tell. Well, rips. Yeah. Rips finishing move. Like, I, I don't think you could finish a match on that. It's, it's not a, it's not enough of a highlight. Yeah. So. I, I think Thunderlips dropped a leg drop in the Rocky movie. Yeah, he definitely did. Yeah. So it's weird Thunder that they wouldn't use here. it. <laughs> in the flesh, baby. They do refer to his 24-inch pythons at the start of the movie. They do. Yeah, 24 inches all around. I think it's Jesse Ventura that's raving about his biceps. So before we leave the topic of Hulk Hogan completely, my wife posed two questions uh, (laughs) during this episode that I will now pass along to you. Can I preempt one? Yes. Because my question is, why was Hulk Hogan 30 years ago, 50 years old, and now he's 50 years old? That, well, I would argue now he's like 60, now that he's like 80. But... That does tie a little bit into it. Her first question was, quote, when this came out, did people find Hulk Hogan attractive? (laughs) And you're you're expecting me to answer this one. Do you know? Like, could you buy sexy posters? I guess you could because they show one in the movie. You could. I think people would get enough out of the 
horrendously oiled up brown tanned body with the yeah. with the huge muscles on show usually when he was wearing the bandana because when when his hairline is exposed he becomes instantly older yeah that's true because he's very bald on top mm. mullet in the back big old handle not handlebar mustache what do you call though yeah like, no it is well no because a handlebar goes out like handlebars this is like it goes it's very thick and goes down to his chin and oh, that's stops. What, that's what I thought a handlebar mustache was. No, a handlebar was. mustache straight okay, up is like two handlebars that you could grab onto and drive their face. Okay. So that was question one. So we've established probably not. Uh, question two was the scene where he goes to the meeting in the boardroom. He's still very much wearing like a spandex outfit. Oh, yeah. And she asked, if Hulk, did Hulk Hogan, if you found him out in the world... Would he be wearing something like that? So I actually have an answer to this because I remember hearing this on the uh, Something to Wrestle With podcast. Not that there are other podcasts, but for this there have We're to be. We're finding more and more of them. Yeah. Um, they, they mentioned, they actually asked this question of a, a dude who was called Brother Love. I don't know if you remember this character. From, no, uh, definitely not. Okay, so he, he confirmed that Hulk does indeed wear that kind of attire wherever he goes. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. And if he needs to shake it up, he'll put on the white tux. As he does for the French restaurant. Oh, yeah. So he goes, yeah, where's the white tux at the French restaurant? So after the meeting, this is where a lot starts to happen. After the Hulk Hogan is like, he rejects the blank check that Kurt Fuller gives him, jams the check in his mouth, uh, leaves, and his limo driver starts taking him the wrong way. So to deal with this situation, Hulk Hogan fights the inside of the limo. How do you like the physics in this scene? So the driver could... He just starts driving erratically, though. Like, if Hulk Hogan kicks the left door, he just starts wildly veering to the left. <laughs> but that's not how cars work. No, and I was trying to figure out at this point, is this supposed to seem funny? Like, was it made as a, an action comedy? Yes. I okay. think that scene, everything about that scene is supposed to be funny. Because everything was a bit of a joke in this film. Yes. Uh, so he fights the limo. While the limo driver reacts to the way that Hulk Hogan's kicking the doors, which he doesn't need to do, he could keep driving in a straight line. That's well, not a problem. And, and while this is happening, there's some fairly upbeat 80s pop music yeah. blaring around. Oh, the top. yeah. Uh, so they get to like a parking garage, and then a bunch of hired goons that I guess Kurt Fuller just has at the disposal be like, follow them and kick the shit out of them. Uh, Hulk Hogan kicks the shit out of all of them, quite literally. Uh, at the end of the scene, after he beats all these guys up, Pulls the limo driver out, who I guess had also peed himself, because my wife pointed that out. But then Hulk Hogan just starts sniffing at him like a dog, like, (laughs) what's that smell? (laughs) Dookie. And then the music pretty much just does a wah, wah. Because the driver has pooped his pants because he's so scared of Rip. And I would look that scene up as soon as you can. Yeah. Would you Would you be pooping your pants at this point? I feel like if I somebody... I probably would have just driven away. Well, you couldn't because your car's just been wrecked from the inside out. Well, just the one door. No, <laughs> I like, can still drive the car. No, not in a straight line. No, that's not, true. Not with the physics of that car. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, so after that, <laughs> Kurt Fuller hires... I don't remember her character's name either. Uh, I think the actress's name is Joan Severance to basically seduce Rip over to that network. But she falls for Hulk Hogan somehow. Somehow. Um, They go out to a nice restaurant, a nice French restaurant. You get to hear Hulk Hogan do the most like, merci, j'aime la food. Now, are you claiming that your French is better? I'm claiming my French is better oh, than Hulk Hogan's, wow, okay. 100%. I would not go go on there I could Im- saying that. I could loosely <laughs> improvise some French. He had scripted French that yeah. he only had to memorize about two lines of, and it still comes out as, Bonjour, je m'appelle le Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I did like that they offered him le cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, the waiter is typical snooty French, like, mm, like the most cartoonish... Pepe Le Pew ass, yeah. like, oh, I don't know about this Rip. I don't know. And then it turns out Rip is beloved by everybody. Also, this is a high-end restaurant where you presumably are getting, like, what, a $500 meal yeah. that you would leave a 75 to to $100 tip on. Yeah. So why is this guy being such a twat? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird behavior. Maybe he just looked at the, the overall makeup and was like, I'm concerned that this guy can't <laughs> afford to eat here. Maybe. But, I mean, they're dressed pretty nice. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but uh, what is it? Mutton dressed as lamb would be one thing, and uh, you can't polish a turd is another phrase that comes to mind. Yeah. 
Are you calling Hulk Hogan a turd? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in recent years, he is, I guess, so much has proven that, that maybe Hulk Hogan is not as good a dude as this movie wants us to think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to continue with the theme from the Save by the Bell episode, there is also a Hulk Hogan sex tape. So if you're looking for a... a uh, a night with the with the significant other to get everyone in the mood, a double bill between that and the screeched one. Or if you're really looking to get someone out of the mood, I guess, where you're like, I'm too tired for sex, but I don't want to turn them down. Oh, yeah, I know. Let's watch something and get in the mood. Oh, That should kill it right quick. Yeah. Yeah. What about a video of uh, Hulk, the holster with his feet on the end of a bed doing rapid press, press, push-ups, press-ups? What do you call those? We call them push-ups. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, so he and Joan have to split a hotel room. That's all part of... I, or I guess she didn't know that was going to happen, but no. Kurt Fuller books them in the same hotel room because he really wants her to bone him, so he'll come over to Kurt Fuller's network. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have to share a bed, but Hulk, like, divides it down the middle. Yeah, they do a, it stuck on you style. Yeah. They put a curtain down the middle of the bed. Yeah. And in the middle of the night, she wakes up to, like, squeaking, and, uh, like, she's bouncing on her side of the bed. Because on the other side, something is moving up. There is some furious activity on the other side of the bed. I guess the movie wants us to think that Hulk's jerking it. Yeah, he's banging one out. Yeah. But then she looks over and we just see a close-up of the balls of his feet. And I don't know, like her eyes go all wide. So I don't know what we're supposed to think that is because that's not what jerking it would look like. Yeah, it's a good point. It's almost as if there was somebody else in the bed and that was the implication yeah, of something. But really he's got his feet up on the bed as he does push-ups, which is just a fucking asshole thing to do yeah and he's doing it's waking her up does anyone actually do them that fast no i don't think there's any benefit coming from that and then he turns around and gives her a sexy little hulk look and he's like don't stay up on my account (laughs) to be fair he could cut a decent promo in wrestling so he does have better acting skills than he showed off here yeah it's weird yeah they do eventually bone it's not very sexy well, they they kiss, but they, they don't kiss. really kiss. They kind of just like rub their faces together. Yeah, I made much. a note of that that they aren't actually kissing. There's like a small kiss. Yeah, their yeah. lips are kind of like running over each other's faces, but it's like Joan was like, I can't. Yeah. Please don't. I didn't know this actress from before this movie. Like I've never heard of her before, so I looked her up, and she was apparently like a big deal for Playboy. So I'm surprised yeah. that they didn't go down the 18 route for this. Yeah, there's not much in like I think this was supposed to be kind of like wrestling that it was intended for every like the entire family except so far we've covered a guy pooping his pants a jerking it joke uh we haven't even gotten to the whole what's going on on the sidelines so while kurt fuller like while she's seducing hulk hogan he goes to this sketchy bar where a midget just hangs out in a cage <laughs> why is yeah. he up there lots of uh, there's lots of talk online about this being Tyrion from Game of Thrones it is not but it's not him <laughs> it's not him but he's at, it's to the point where if you google the movie and it shows the cast images he's one of them oh man poor Peter Dinklage <laughs> yeah that's not a fate anyone deserves <laughs> yeah he's just sitting up in this cage throwing like peanuts down into the into their beers when they go to this sketchy bar yeah, it's like, how can we make this more sketchy? Eh, midget in a cage? <laughs> a cage up there, put a little person in it. <laughs> He's just up there giggling. And then, it went, oh, why should he, like, holds up a sign. What does it say? It's a smile. Yeah, just a smile. <laughs> So he's the best character in the movie because he's, you know, he's a very positive, outlooking man. Yeah, he's one of the few that I don't hate from this yes. movie. <laughs> uh, and there's another guy at the bar who, the so Kurt Fuller has these two lackeys. One of them is played by David Paymer. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I don't know about the other guy. He kind of looked familiar. Which one's the Andy Samberg guy? Not David Paymer. Okay. So they're in the bathroom peeing and they're talking shit about it. Like, oh, these people are the scum of the earth and then a guy in the stall overhears them and you get a good old fart slash poop hitting the toilet water because you know for kids Mm -hmm. and he comes out and again to continue for kids does not beat them up because their penises are so small that he feels bad for them (laughs) it's nice which is actually uh, pretty good it's nice to know that bathroom from our workplace actually appears in this movie yeah they're peeing in a big trough that has not been emptied. Uh, so Kurt Fuller gets the idea, the sketchy, because they're just having these free-for-all MMA-esque fights where you can just do whatever. You just can't kill the other person, which I guess is probably not how MMA works. But Was MMA even a thing at this point? 
UFC I definitely wasn't a thing. Don't know. But they're in an octagonal ring inside the bar. Yeah. It's, it's just made up of lots of different pillars. And I've never, I couldn't find a reference to an octagonal ring before this movie. But there is you no, saying- UFC give no credit to the movie. And it's discussed online and people just dismiss it as a possible thing that happened. But that I, No Holds Barred invented MMA? Maybe. And I mean, it's called No Holds Barred. So like, it's, it's certainly the style of, yeah. of fighting that they kind of go for. There are, I mean, there are rules, I think. I can't watch it. It's too brutal. Yeah. Kurt Fuller comes up with his own competition. He calls it <laughs> the Battle of the Tough Guys. <laughs> and because no one's going to stand up to him and tell him that's awful, they run with it. And every time anyone has to say, like, tonight on the Battle of the Tough Guys, <laughs> It is the dumbest shit you've ever heard. Yeah, he's one for pointing fingers, but what do they say? You point one finger at somebody and you got three pointing back at you? He definitely needs to look at himself. Is that a thing? For, yeah, know. he needs to look at himself for why this network's failing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because Battle of the Tough Guys does really well, apparently. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where we uh, we entered Zeus. with a, He's got a big Z carved into the side of his hair and he's got a big unibrow and crazy eyes it's not a full unibrow it cuts off midway over his second eye oh see i didn't even notice that yeah so he is he was originally like trained by rip's trainer or rip's coach or what do you call that the guy who sits in the ring corner this was the beginnings of a really promising obi-wan anakin story that never developed yeah it's just a one-off line he's like that guy went to jail i used to train him but he was too much so Zeus wants to challenge Rip to be champion, but it doesn't make sense because they're both doing different sports. Yeah. Because there's a part where Zeus shows up at Hulk's charity thing with the kids and challenges him and Hulk doesn't do it because he's got to, you know, be a good role model for the kids. And Kurt Fuller's like, you all heard it. We have a new champion because he can like Hulk conceded. But that's not how it works. Like if the, Toronto Blue Jays go challenge the Raptors to a basketball game, mm-hmm. and the Raptors are like, we're not going to do that. The Blue Jays aren't the NBA champions now. Well, if they stand there and just sing repeatedly in your face, we are the champions, That like, they will play ground rules. That, <laughs> I, that makes I, you the champions. I guess. <laughs> so right there, like that, okay. So Kurt Fuller at this point has just gone even fuller into just pure Bond villain. He gets a henchman to attempt to rape Joan Severance? Yeah. And then Hulk shows up on his motorcycle and instead of helping her, just just like, hang on a minute, and then drives off and just starts toying with this guy. Wait, the guy he kills? Because he definitely killed a guy on his motorbike in this movie. That must have been that guy then. Yeah, he has him on the end of his bike and then like breaks and lets his head crash into a tree. Yeah, that guy, well... And then laughs. Yeah, well, he's an attempted rapist, so it's fine. Uh, And then on top of that, uh, at one of the matches, we find uh, he finds Rip's brother is in the crowd, and Rip's brother is played by uh, Mark. I think his last name is Pellegrino. Yeah, uh, he is Jacob on Lost, and he is also Satan on Supernatural. So Wait, he's still Jacob on Lost. Remind me of this character. The, in the final season, it was him and the man in, man in black on the island. Oh, and he, yeah. Like spoilers for Lost, yeah. he plays a pretty big role in that final season and why everyone's there. Yeah, I definitely forgotten that. So he's still got a very good career going, and he's a very talented actor, which is why it's kind of funny to go back to this and see him like wearing a neck brace in a wheelchair, crying, going, "Rip him up, rip, rip him up," <laughs> because Zeus paralyzes him yeah pretty much yeah and it's unclear about well it was unclear to me when i was i was starting to lose my attention at this point but i thought he died at one point because hulk is just weeping yeah yeah oh yeah hulk hogan does cry so i guess he's got a sort of third speed Mm -hmm. um i mean he's not the worst crier i've ever seen in a movie yeah that's probably true he seemed to generate tears on camera he didn't have to like look away and then look back and had tears so Mm -hmm. that's something uh, yeah, so Zeus cripples his brother in a way that the movie doesn't specify, but seems pretty permanent. So in the big finale of the Battle of the Tough Guys, where which is also now apparently the WWF, wouldn't, also wouldn't Rip have to work that out? With the company he yeah, works for. Yeah, there's some contractual issues. Yeah. They're actually using the WWF belt, like the real world title yeah. belt. It just it doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> the Survivor contestant just showed up on Big Brother, so I guess this is all for this show now? Yeah. I don't know. 
So he kidnaps Joan Severance at the end to get Hulk to throw the magic into Zeus. So Zeus will somehow become champion and that will benefit Kurt Fuller in ways I'm just realizing I'm not clear on in this moment. Nope. Like then his competition is done. His ratings are probably okay. I guess is it just that like now Rip is disgraced and I did it? Like is this all about revenge? You know, with with the with Vince McMahon he was always looking to get the biggest star. And if he had a struggle to get the biggest stars of the WWF, he would then give them horrendous roles. So he, he took, uh, I don't know if you remember Dusty Rhodes. But yes, Dusty Rhodes was one of the biggest non-WWF stars uh, in history. He brought him to WWF after a big struggle and then turned him into a complete joke of a character. He made him wear a polka dot leotard to wrestle in. And this guy's pretty big. Like yeah. he's, he's got a, a fair gut on him. Uh, and he just tried to make him look ridiculous. And to, to Dusty's credit, he actually still showed off his wrestling talent and overcame this persona that they gave to him but vince was definitely in the business of humiliating humiliating anyone who crossed him and i think kurt fuller is a side of vince in this oh yeah yeah which is weird now that i'm thinking of it were they writing this movie and vince did vince think this was the good guy (laughs) it's like man this is what i'll tell you what i do in this situation (laughs) i would find the brother and i would paralyze him from the neck down yeah and then and then threaten to paralyze others yeah because that's yeah that whole kidnaps side plot at the end is he threatens to put her in a wheelchair you may yeah, have already it, said this yeah he yeah. he'll put her in a wheelchair if uh if hogan doesn't make the match look good for 10 minutes right. and then throw the match right but she escapes through the genius plot of standing up out of her chair and walking <laughs> out of the room <laughs> because the four people who are watching her are watching the match as she sits behind them in a chair that she is not secured to. Mm-hmm. So she literally gets up and leaves. So what do you make of the uh, the general level of peril in this movie as a whole? Because there's that one big scene that we haven't talked about yet, which is stuffed right in the middle. We mentioned it briefly at the start. The robbery. Oh! <laughs> so Hulk and Joan Severance are at a diner. And the waitress, because, of course, everything about this movie is about Hulk looking great, comes out to be like, oh, man, if I wasn't married, I'd be all up on that Hulk dick. Except she doesn't say that, I don't think. And then two robbers show up. And, well, the first order of business is, thank God it's one of those diners that just leaves a bunch of loose pies sitting, like, in a row along the counter. Mm -hmm. He just starts whipping pies at them and destroys 60 to 70% of the diner in an attempt to stop the robbers from getting the 38 bucks that are in the till. Yeah. He destroys tables and glass displays and most of the pies. But his his reputation as a strong, tough guy is, is very much intact yes. at the end of this scene. And that's the peril of the scene is, yeah. well, I can't look like a coward. Yeah. So the peril generally was pretty low, I found, and again, quite comedic. Yeah. The uh, brother definitely gets the worst of it. Yeah. For sure. And I don't think there's any way that the audience believes that Zeus might win this final matchup once we get there. No. 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 Once Hulk sees that Joan Severance has gotten out of her chair and walked out of the room to safety, it's a pretty quick 182. Oh, I can now freely beat the shit out of this guy. Mm -hmm. Now, here's a question. So the match ends, they end up like elevated above the ring and Hulk, whatever you call it, when you make a It's the same thing. It's the double X handle again. Double X handles Zeus who goes plummeting into the middle of the ring, is Zeus dead? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so either, but the internet wasn't sure. Yeah, I I think that there's enough cushioning of of the mat that he wouldn't have died. Uh, It's not a soft landing by any means, but I think there's enough of a collapse mechanism in there that like, if it had been solid, he would have just bounced off it and, and been dead. And I mean, ugh, I hate to go there, but I have to know, like, Owen Hart was was victim of yeah. like, a, a tough landing like that, where it was just the impact being too solid that really finished him off. Yeah. But no, I think I think his fall is cushioned enough that he could get up and feature in several wrestling pay-per-views afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you with certainty who is dead, and that's Kurt Fuller. Uh, Kurt Fuller, during the end stretch when Hulk Hogan is turning the, the tides and winning against uh, Zeus just begins destroying the control room that he's mm-hmm. in smashing TVs tearing out wires pulling at his hair freaking it is a, the ultimate dialed up to 15 scene we should be expecting it because we've already seen him smash up a gym in an earlier scene oh that's right yeah 
There's also that weird bit when Hulk Hogan comes to the empty gym looking for Zeus and <laughs> Kurt Fuller has recorded all of these ominous things yeah, and then no, projects yeah, yeah, yeah. an image of Zeus that Hulk thinks yeah. is real. And... Yeah, there's these amazing, like, close-up, full-face videos of Kurt Fuller just ranting into a camera. He said the worms aren't good enough for you, Zeus. <laughs> he said you deserve to die, Zeus. Almost like it's a brainwashing situation. Yeah, it was very Clockwork Orange, eyes taped open. <laughs> Just weird. This movie is totally all over the goddamn yeah, place. Yeah, it really is. So, Kurt Fuller is destroying this control room, and Hulk starts approaching him doing the, like, <laughs> and he backs away up against the exposed equipment where he is electrocuted and killed in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. Who, within ten seconds, there's silence, and then... Yeah! <laughs> Rip got him! That adult man is dead! But, Televised, but, live. Yeah. So a lot of kids just got to turn around to their parents and go, what happened to that man? It is unusual just to think that, like, assuming that this audience is portraying a real audience for wrestling events at the time, did they? are they cheering knowing he's actually real-life dead? Are they cheering thinking he's real-life dead without knowing that wrestling is fake? Or, like, where where is the audience on this one? What do they think is happening? You've raised an interesting question. Maybe they did just think that was a cool scripted event with really good special effects. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He hasn't blinked in like eight minutes. <laughs> He's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I, I, I would love to be able to transport myself back to that time and understand that wrestling was fake, but to see around me... I, I said fake. I said it, but whatever. Um, yeah, just, just just to see the people around me and figure out where they were with this. Yeah, there's a, the question sometimes posed of, like, hey, if you could be a fly on the wall for any scenario, what would it be? And for me, it would definitely be the hotel room <laughs> where Vince and Hulk stayed up for 72 straight hours and rewrote <laughs> this entire script. <laughs> Yeah, that would definitely be interesting to see. Unless it was just mostly silence, and then they just emerged, and they're like, oh, God, okay, did we have it? Okay, we just, just give it, and we'll see what happens. Do you think they were both juicing at that point, or just Hulk? Probably just Hulk. I think Vince didn't get big until, like, the uh, early 2000s. Vince is weird looking. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say about Vince. <laughs> Let me check and make, sh- make sure there was nothing. Because that is the end of the movie, Hulk is yeah. mostly responsible for that man's death and then turns to the audience and gives him the rip him, which is supposed to be a happy ending, but, like, that guy's dead. There's going to be an investigation. Uh, his brother's still, I assume, paralyzed for life. Yeah, I think so. I want to tie up a few of the wrestling loose ends as well with this one because, uh, obviously, we sit, we mentioned at the start that Zeus got a wrestling career out of this. It was a short wrestling career, but it happened. Um, so yeah, as you said, Tiny Lister cannot wrestle at all. And I remember him in Survivor Series, one of the first events that he appeared in. I think he was in SummerSlam first, and they had that tag match that you were probably referring to. And then they did Survivor Series. And the way that Survivor Series works is that you have four guys against four guys, and they have to eliminate each other one by one. And the team that has people left at the end win. And I could tell there was something off with this Zeus guy, because he was all punches and kicks and no real wrestling yeah. but he seemed pretty brutal and he actually got disqualified from this match because he choked Hulk Hogan and wouldn't let go was just choking him grabbing him by the throat until the Hulk had basically passed out and the ref was Which like no you're disqualified basically happens in the movie too yeah but that never happened in wrestling at the time you wouldn't see disqualifications for something so brutal yeah um, so they gave him a pretty good spot there but he couldn't take advantage he just wasn't a wrestler did they frame it as he is the character from the movie seeking revenge because um, then it's a whole other well, level that, of this doesn't make sense. This was the thing. The story was that he he said that he could beat Hulk Hogan, but I don't know whether that's as a character or after meeting him in real life, he was like, I think I could beat this guy because he thinks it's real yeah. or, or what the deal or was. Or he's mad I, at the script because he's like, I feel like Zeus should have won. Yeah, I just don't know. I really don't know. Because why are you seeking a revenge against Hulk? You're mad at Rip, the completely different <laughs> character from Hulk Hogan. It's <laughs> a good point. The, the character that Hulk Hogan transformed into... <laughs> For No Holds Barred, I only made two notes that we haven't talked about. One is that uh, during the, I think it's the Zeus-Hogan match, that the announcer says, never in the history of sports have I seen such competition. Yeah. So it's his first day. Yeah, he's writing off a lot of of goodness. All sports (laughs) that have ever happened. Uh, I also wrote that one of the dumber exchanges is uh, when Kurt Fuller brings the brother to Zeus he says, Zeus, guess who I found? And Zeus says, I don't guess. 
Yeah. Which I also think is a very fun, just like his word is his bond. Just a fun principle. Yeah, I like, like that's that. That's one actually. of his one of his identifying characteristics is that he just he does not guess. I didn't write it he down. He deals in facts. I didn't write it down, and I wouldn't have remembered unless you certainties. said. But, but I definitely like that line. That was good. Uh, my wife bailed on this movie about halfway through. Uh, we made it. Good call. Night one, we made it to the first round of the Battle of the Tough Guys, and then night two, I was like, oh, I guess I'll fire this bag up. She's like. I really don't want to watch the rest of this. Like, she kind of had some fun in the first part, the dookie scene, and just, like, asking questions about Hulk Hogan and the general insanity of it all. Mm-hmm. But yeah. did not did not feel inclined to see it through. Um, I'm going to give you a spot where you can do an impression of me. Re- you can read my one note from here. <laughs> this is fucking shite. So boring. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I was with it after the halfway point. I didn't think it was boring. Oh. It's very... Sh- I mean, there are definitely... The first half is definitely the better half. Like, mm-hmm. as you get the Dookie thing and the realization that Kurt Fuller is this crazy TV executive yeah. and is going to be giving it his all. Yeah. Uh, and it is very light, very 80s. And it's true, in the back half, it starts to take itself a little too seriously once you get into... The assault on Joan Severance and the the crippling of the brother <laughs> and the final match is about twenty minutes long and it's you know not yeah. very exciting. Yeah. So I will give you that it definitely doesn't maintain its insanity that the first half promises. Yeah, but like by the time the final match was happening, I was googling what happened in wrestling afterwards. Yeah. Because they gave Hulk most of the year off to actually make this movie. He wasn't wrestling much. Macho Man was kind of holding down the fort. Um, and there was an alternate timeline where had Zeus been good at wrestling, then WrestleMania five would have been Hogan versus Zeus. But in the end, the, the main event was Hogan Macho Man. And it was actually a really, really good main event. Um, and that led then to WrestleMania six, which was Hogan versus Warrior, probably the biggest main event or one of the biggest main events in WrestleMania history. So we avoided the dark timeline is what you yeah, say. Exactly. <laughs> where this movie had been a hit. Yeah. Okay. So you did not enjoy it. Uh, no, I'm glad to have watched it. Right, it, it's it's a, it's an essential piece of my cultural knowledge about wrestling. So, yeah. like, to not have seen this was a mistake. I, like, it's good that I've now addressed that, but uh, I do not like it. No. <laughs> no, I mean, it's objectively bad. Yes, but I still enjoy watching it. I it may would... I may be glad that it exists. Let's, yes. let's go that. Far. It, it is definitely a very good. If anyone still does these, I wish I still did. Like, hey, I'm gonna have some friends over and we're gonna watch some bad movies. I feel with a group. You could have a lot of fun with this one. It's just the novelty of like, well, this is a Hulk Hogan action comedy from the 80s. It's full of bad dialogue, bad line deliveries, weird choices. It does have a couple stretches where like the battle of the tough guys is just like five minute stretch of people fighting poorly choreographed, boring fights. Mm -hmm. You can skip through that and then get back to, you know. Hulk doing crazy push-ups and then breaking the bed so Joan rolls on top of him and, <laughs> and he plays it off. She thinks that he did it, or I forget, I don't know what she thinks. She's, yeah, she's mad at him, and then yeah. he has to explain, like, hey, the bed broke, okay? Yeah, he's he's almost the size of half the bed. Like, he feels yeah. half the bed comfortably. Also, yeah. when, he, when we first see him go to bed, he's wearing a tank top and underwear, but when she wakes up to him doing push-ups... He has removed the shirt, and I feel like has because he he kind of had like short boxer sh- shorts things on. Yeah. But when he is doing the push-ups, he is definitely wearing like the wrestling, whatever you would call it, like the the white the trunks. Not well, they're not even really trunks. They're like tidy whities but colored it as a wrestling. Thing. They call them trunks though. Okay. Yeah. And they're like up his butt a little bit, yeah. so he's definitely like this is the view you want, right? And yeah. he's right. I absolutely did. And that's the moment where she's like, hmm, maybe I do want a little bit of the Hulkster. Yeah, I think with this movie and with a lot of the movies you've made me watch, I would have enjoyed them more had you been in the room when I watched them. Yeah, we really need to start doing group viewings of the ones that are like this. Yeah. Like this and Space Jam. Like there are some like now and then we can watch all that. Like we can watch that on our own. The Exorcist, we can watch that on our own. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. When we do something like, like No Holds Barred or Space Jam or... Uh, I had a third one that we did that I lost. The Ben Affleck movies would be, yes, would have been exa- good as well. Uh, yes, it would be good to have someone there to just mock it with. And again, a rule of the podcast used to be, oh, we don't want to share each other's thought, but we've broken every other rule, so I think it's probably fine to go into a record knowing full well, like, well, I sat and watched the movie with this person. 
I know how they feel about it. Yeah, the only rule we haven't broken at this point is that there's going to be an episode every week. <laughs> That's true. So far, so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so no holds barred. It's short. So, I don't know. Check it out. It's not streaming anywhere. <laughs> you have to be like me and throw money at the physical uh, Blu-ray copy of it, which may not be in print anymore. I don't know. I should look it up. might be a collector's item. Uh, what's something you're enjoying? Uh, a video game. I just <gasps> bought a new video game for the first time in a while. Uh, it's called The Golf Club 19. It's a golf game. Did one of our colleagues recommend it without no. specifically saying? Okay, I won't obviously. I don't know who I, that would be, but uh, I I'm interested you, to find out. I will after. tell you after the record, I overheard a certain someone talking about that game. Oh, no way. That's yeah. really interesting. Um, I love golf video games, and I haven't had one since Tiger Woods 2008. So I've been I've been craving one for a while without actually acting on it. And this week we were in a game store, and I found a copy. So I loaded it up, and it's just... I, I don't know if you're into golf games at all, but... Uh, I mean, we talked a little bit yeah. about it on the NES Sports episode. I played House Hole in One Golf for the SNES, yeah. uh, and I love me some of that arcade like, I love the Mario Golf games, and I love the Hot Shots Golf games, which I guess now is everybody's golf. Yeah. I think those are a lot of fun. These are very technical. This, this game yeah. is very technical. You like, have to swing the stick directly in line, and you have to time it perfectly, and then putting is a nightmare. Yeah, see, that's not for me. I I am very much in fan of what we were playing of. Yeah. You hit along this meter. The physics are kind of realistic, but it's very accessible. And then when I hit the point where... The game has now said, okay, now you need to have gotten a good grasp on things. I go, I have not, and I'm going to go play something else. <laughs> like, once it's like, okay, you should probably, like, put spins on the ball and learn what the clubs do. Yeah. Like, tell you what, no thanks. Yeah, I'm still skipping things like uh, adjusting my loft, like, foot position and stuff like that. Oh, I haven't quite see, figured that, that out. That, yeah, that sounds awful. Uh, you've been dodging this question for a while, so I, I feel like you need to come up with I was with actually trying new. to remember, did I say anything on the live show? I don't think I did. No. I think the last two episodes I've ducked out on. Yeah. Uh, because, again, we have a, a newborn at home, so it's tough to, like, the TV we're watching is very mindless, like, Friends is on in the background a lot, and I already talked about that. Mm-hmm. We've been watching a lot of movies, but there's none that have so far stood. Like, we finally watched Green Book, because, oh, one Best Picture. It's good. But I can't sit here and be like, <laughs> oh, man, I'm always going to look back at Green Book. Like, no, I think Green Book will be a footnote in Oscars history that people are like, that's what, really? I don't, okay, I yeah, guess I, I think remember you're right. that winning. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the one thing I will point to is on the Men in Black episode, I mentioned I had ordered a region-free Blu-ray player. It has arrived. It is hooked up. Uh, well, actually, it arrived like two weeks ago, but obviously I had to order <laughs> the other region Blu-rays from their regions. So it took a while to come here, but a few from the UK rolled in, and I just did the thing where I put them in my Amer- my North American player, and it was like, get this shit out of here. You huh. can't play that. And I was like, oh, well, oh. let's... Do these DVDs have the amazing piracy trailer on there? Or it's like a, an actual crime scene. Like, ding, 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 oh, I don't know. These ones just gave me like a customized error screen that just said, you, you know, you are not using the right player. So uh, I guess you're out of luck unless we, we recommend you go buy one. So I was like, well, good news, Cujo. I already did. <laughs> so then I would put it in the other player and it just booted right up. Oh, I'm excited for you to see this trailer. It's, gonna, it's bound to be on one of the DVDs that you buy. And it's just like this little film scene of a teenager essentially robbing a, a VHS player <laughs> and being like, this is the equivalent of what you're doing by watching this film if you don't have a real copy. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, I miss those. Back when they were concerned about physical media piracy. Now they're like, look, we're just happy you're watching a disc. I don't really give a shit how you got it. Just thank you for putting it in a player. Uh, So, yeah, that's been cool. Um, I got, so far, Cujo, uh, Wheels on Meals, which is this uh, Jackie Chan action comedy that I remember really liking. Wheels on Meals? Yes. (laughs) That's right. So uh, I ordered that, and I also got this... uh, Scott Adkins, uh, I don't know if I've ever talked about on here. He's like a martial artist slash actor that I really like. I huh. feel like he's makes a lot of fun movies and is always seems to make sure he he is part of well choreographed fight scenes where you can tell what the hell's going on. Mm. He did a movie uh, in the UK called Avengement <laughs> that was not released here, so I was like, all right, I gotta order Avengement. So I watched it and it's really fucking good. Oh, this guy's a Brit. Yep. Okay. And he gets to use his accent. That's the movie I was watching the other night when I was like, oh, what does that word mean? Yes. Uh, yeah. What was it? Oh, Ponce. Yeah. yeah. Lots of like, oh, you fucking, why'd you go over there and go fuck yourself, you fucking wank? Like lots of that. Like it's a very gritty crime movie about a dude who gets sent to prison and a bounty gets put on his head for 20 grand. 
So everyone in this prison is trying to kill him. <laughs> so he has to like learn how to you know deal with that while also figuring out why the hell is there a twenty thousand dollar bounty on me? It's good. I got the message that just asked, what's a punce? And I was like, I can't believe Peppa Pig's talking about that. That's weird. Yeah. Don't be a fucking ponce, Peppa. Get in the fucking bus and go to Madame Gazelle's ballet class. Yeah, fuck. You're starting to sound like Willie from The Simpsons. I'll turn you into a pile of fucking bacon, you pork fried piece of shit. Oh, God. Go fuck off. Fuck off to fucking Mr. Potato Land, you fucking twat, yeah. That could be an ending for the that's show. That's the end of this episode. <laughs> didn't even thank anyone, but that's Oh, funny. well, now we have to walk it back. <laughs> that would have been good. Thanks to Tep Sound, of course, for the theme song. Uh, I'll say it on the on the episode. Thank you to the Ottawa Podcast Festival and the Rabbit Holes uh, Podcast for hosting. Uh, it was It was neat. Yeah, they shout can, out to Live on Elgin as well. The venue yeah. that was a pretty cool place. Yeah, it uh, it worked really well with uh, with that event. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we didn't get to. We saw the one before us. This is a disaster. I went uh, back and I, saw some of the one after us, the Life in Red podcast. Yeah, who are now following us. So thank yeah. you for that. Um, was it? It, was, it seemed interesting. very informative. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those ones. And even like this is a disaster. Obviously, it was before us. So the whole time was just like, oh God, we're on soon. Oh God, we're on soon. <laughs> but whenever I was able to snap back and pay attention, I was like, these guys are really good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, kudos to to all of that. Um, Hopefully they'll get to be around too. Uh, we will be more than happy, assuming this is still a thing, <laughs> to hop on board. Uh, thank you to the people listening for doing all of that. It's not just thank yous. It's all of the subscribe, right? Yeah. Review, subscribe and do stuff. like on uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. I kind of finally realized Instagram. I, there are ways to pimp the episodes. Oh, nice. Cause I was always thinking, Oh, it's image based. What am I going to do? Oh yeah. Post an image of Captain Planet and say, go listen to the Captain Planet episode. Hashtag Captain Planet. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a little bit more to the Instagram now than just here's Blu-rays I bought, but there's still going to be a lot of that. Uh, and then follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, follow us on Facebook, uh, write a review on the platform that you listen to. And I will always, again, circle back to just uh, share the post. If you see one pop into your Facebook feed, just click that share button and say, hey, this guy I used to work with at the movie theater or this guy I still have on my Facebook but can't place does a podcast thought maybe you guys would enjoy it and then maybe someone will comment and be like i did and i appreciate this because people are always looking for new podcasts so be the hero that they need and tell them about us uh yeah this ending's not going to be as good as if we had just wrapped it up when i was doing the accent but now i can't bring the accent back because it feels forced we can just edit that bit back in again now i'm not going to do that So for all those things nostalgic, I have to do